God. Well, we're going to have a little New Year's Eve fun right now. Amen. I was talking to my dad. He's just such a such a precious man of God uh, and, and daddy to me. But uh, one of the things that he's been uh, God's been dealing with him about as a church member uh, is that uh, the church doesn't celebrate its victories enough. And I bore witness with me, you know, and uh, kind of going along with what I preached uh, the last Sunday I was here about about your testimony and, and what a powerful uh, weapon against the enemy and tool in our hand to glorify our Father. Uh, praise God, what our testimony is. I want us to just take a, a little bit of time in the service tonight. I want to give you an opportunity, if you want to, uh, to just come and not preach, right? But proclaim, right? Just to tell something, uh, something good that God has done for you, for your family, uh, in 2019. Amen? And uh, so, i got an open mic here. And uh, don't be shy. Come on, you need to give God glory. It'll bless your life. It'll help you uh, to just to take a moment and share. Okay, well, uh, hold on, Miss Debbie. I'm going to let Susan have her hand up first. got to come. Praise the Lord. Come on, and we're going to celebrate whatever it is that she's going to share. We're going to rejoice, right? We're going to praise God with her. Um, I had a lot of heart problems. I was cardioverted 13 times. That's been resolved. My heart problems are okay. They used to have to shock me. It was on a weekly basis. It got down. I was shocked over 13 times. Then the doctor I went to said that the upper part of my heart was scarred from it all. But I'm fine. I'm good. The devil tried to put me on, I had low blood sugar attacks, I had spike in blood, blood pressure, I came to healing school, that's gone, I've not had that anymore, um, a lot of health problems, but I'm fine, I'm alive, I wake up every day, alive, <laughs> hallelujah, breathing. Um, <laughs> one of the best things that I've had happen, when my son died in 2010, two of his daughters were not allowed to see them. They couldn't talk about their dad. They couldn't see us. They couldn't be in contact with us. They're now grown. I have grandkids. I have great grandkids, I mean. They showed up at my house on Thanksgiving Day without me knowing it. Um, also, on uh, last Sunday, I wasn't here because one of my great grandsons was two years old and they invited me to their home for a birthday party. I have missed those babies. I hope Hazel. I thank God. I am so blessed. We are growing. I'm so blessed. Thank you. God. Woo! That is awesome. Just keep my live, my mic live, if you can, Mark. Okay, Miss Debbie. Praise God. Hey, that would be a big deal, right? To be estranged from your family, have that restored, have to have your heart shocked almost every week, and to have that issue resolved. Praise God. Well, I can't really think of anything that isn't better after this year, really. <laughs> because my husband and I, um, our finances are much better than they've been in several years. Praise God. Our, um, I mean, he was attacked with that head trauma and all that stuff. And a lot of people said that he probably should have died. And he did not because angels were taking care of him when it happened yeah. and then we went through all that mess and all that sort of stuff and I mean mm -hmm. he's like 100% now I mean it's all gone 
Um, I feel spiritually both him and I have grown a lot this year to be more responsible to the word and to about speaking. And I have like put a lasso on my mouth. So, you know, that's all been helpful. So I really can't think of anything that's not better. So <laughs> I thank God because he is so faithful to stay with you. Come on. Even though you keep screwing up and you keep on not doing what you're supposed to do and he's always still there. When you're ready, he's so ready. Amen. That's a good word. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's a good testimony. Everything's better a year later. Wow. Okay, somebody over here. Okay, Gretchen, come on. Give Gretchen a hand. Cheer for her. Well, praise God. I just want to say that all year I've had this um, saying on my refrigerator. Um, back in it was 2018, we got this word that we're coming up, we're coming up, we're coming up. So whenever I see it on my refrigerator, I say, we're coming up. Yeah. What's happened, it's going to get better. We're coming up. Well, this year, I wasn't giving up. I knew we were going to increase, but it, it, it showed up the last week of this, this year, but it showed up. <laughs> so 2020 is going to be so much better. So I just want to praise God. So don't give up on that word that you heard because it's going to come to pass. All right. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Father. And I tell you, you stand all year long and it finally manifests. You know, that's a, that's a lesson we all need to learn about staying with it. Amen. Okay. Praise God. Somebody else. All right, Brother Harold. Deacon Harold, give it up. I will take this from you. I, I will take this mic from you. Remember the score. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, ouch. I said, remember the score. He's from LSU. <laughs> Don't mess with the Bayou Bengal. Uh, no, one of the things I want to say is, you know, I've been under attack. My wife's been under attack. Because we always take a stand to do what God wants us to do. And in December last year, um, I had a doctor come in and tell me I had prostate cancer and it metastasized to my bones. And he said, there's no cure for it. Mm -hmm. And when he told me that, I started laughing. <laughs> my wife got teary-eyed. Sure. She was kind of concerned. But I told him, I said, Doc, I said, let me tell you something. I'm not trying to upset you or look down on you. But I said, what you told me would have been just like if we were shooting a game of pool and you say eight ball in the corner pocket. That's where I'm taking it. I said, you're not shaking my faith in God. I said, I know the great physician. <laughs> I said, you're telling me what you know according to your training as a doctor. But I said, I know the one in Psalms 103.3. says on. he, he took all my iniquities and he, healed, he forgiveth all my iniquities and healeth all my diseases. I said, now when he says that in his word, that means I don't have anything. So right. you can say what you want. <laughs> I'm telling you what I know. Yeah. You see? And I'm going to tell you what, through this year, as I proclaimed that, he kept attacking me because I kept telling other people about it. I said, hey, stand on God's word. That's Amen. where it's at. Just within the last couple of months, well, the book that Sister Amber had that passes Ben Barn all the time. He's got his own copy now. I gave him one. Um, in that book, it, it, it really changed my life. Because I've never heard anybody make it as simple as that, that he says, once you take and claim the word of God 
whatever scripture to stand on for your healing, for finances, doesn't matter where, stand on that word. Amen. Don't let no thoughts come in here. That's right, doctor. Don't let anything, anything come against you to change your own letter. Friend or mother, your sister. Come on. Brother, anybody come there and tell you, no, you're, you're going crazy. No, yeah. I ain't going crazy. I'm standing on God's word. Yeah. You know, and, I, and that's what, that's what we got to do, people. If we, we want to see our life change. There's change. Okay. God bless. Awesome. Praise God. Hallelujah. Very good. Hallelujah. Okay, Tamara, come on. You got to tell them. I volunteered you. <laughs> okay. So I um, saw the message on Facebook and started thinking, oh, goodness, what? I know the Lord's blessed me. I don't have any real stories to tell. And that's when I realized I don't have anything spectacular to say, but his sustaining me Come on a on. daily basis is miraculous. <laughs> the peace and the joy that, that I have every day. Every day is something I don't take lightly. My life earlier in the decade was always chaos. Was always, I was always overwhelmed. Um, felt like one step forward, three steps backwards. But I say it'd be like a jumbled up mess of Christmas lights <laughs> that you're trying to untangle and it would be so frustrating because it was just a mess. I made a mess of my life. Yeah. And God just, he, where I wanted to just throw it all away, he just untangled it. And yeah, it wasn't instant. Yeah. <laughs> right. But this year, it's probably the first year that you can actually see there aren't any kinks left. <laughs> there are no more kinks. So he just, he's faithful and he's just awesome. Amen. <laughs> and you start a new job on. Monday. Yes. Woo! <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Well, while you're thinking about it, I, I was thinking, I've talked some over the course of the year of how all the miracles God has done for the Cody's financially. Uh, we have more month than money in the natural. And, but God has just shown Himself so faithful. Uh, not always spectacular. Um, and not always early, but he has paid every bill. And, uh, but I was thinking a moment ago about the health I've enjoyed this year. And, uh, you know, I know I had some brief attacks, you know, or I may have laid down and rest a little while, but I've had an, another year of high-level health. And my whole family has. Um, and I'm just super grateful to the Lord uh, for that. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Praise the Lord. Oh, come on, Miss Stacy. This is Sister Stacy. We know her. Let's clap for her. Praise God. Show her our appreciation. We love you. Mine is short, but it's something to praise the Lord. Tomorrow, I get to celebrate 27 years of marriage. Hey! And so I praise the Lord that we get to celebrate another year. So That's awesome. Yeah. And we're just three days behind you. Because on the fourth, we get to celebrate. Huh? I'm just saying, on the fourth, 
is our anniversary. Yeah, praise God. She stayed with me 23 years, Rick. Praise God. Amen. Okay, anybody else? Glory to God. All right, here comes Miss Carrie. Praise God. Thank you. Yeah. Um, as most of you heard, Jacob gave our testimony for our finances. Well, right after that, we started getting attacks, and it just seemed like everything just started drying up. So we were like, no, no, this is not going to happen. So I just went back and started listening to old sermons. No, just, it, it finally hit me that I do need to stand on that word. Like, no, this is not going to happen. As a matter of fact, he's going to get a raise. This is going to be even better by the time it's over with. Amen. Um, Jacob leaves on Friday to go work in North Dakota in the oil fields. And he's actually gotten a raise because of this, because we stood on that word and because God is faithful. <laughs> so, amen. Hallelujah. That's so awesome. So great. So great. So great. Love that testimony. Praise God. Amen. All right. Last call on this part. Okay, Mom. Praise God. I know God's been good to you. Yes, He has. And it may not be as spectacular like we're talking about with some, and that's wonderful. But God is sustaining. Amen. And He's keeping. And uh, it's been 70 years now that I've known the Lord. Seven. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm not that old, really. <laughs> but I can tell you that I would never change anything. God's always kept me. Yeah. And he's doing it now. And the end of this year is better than ever. And I'm looking forward to 2020 because I know that it's going to even get greater. Amen. God, Amen. God said to me one time through my pastor that my best days were ahead of me. So, wow. Yeah. I'm excited. That's right. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, let's talk a moment about 2020. How about that? Open your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 29. <clears throat> you know, Brother Hagin used to make this statement. He would say, people miss the supernatural while they're looking for the spectacular. And just because something is not spectacular does not mean that it's not supernatural. I mean, if you didn't have any means to get a piece of gum and you asked God for a piece of gum and someone walked up to you that day and gave you a piece of gum, that's supernatural. may not be real spectacular, but I'm, answered prayer is a supernatural thing. Uh, amen. And, uh, you know, I tell you what, and I know you know this, God's done more for you than you know. Because there's so much activity that goes on in the spirit realm that we don't see. Um, praise God. Um, where God is constantly defending and fighting for us. Amen. Father, we just come for a moment as we approach your word. We, uh, we thank you so much for all that has been. God, I, I'm honest, you know, to just say I, I, there wasn't a big part of me that thought I would ever see the year 2020. And yet here we are coming into it. And God, we know that you have a great plan. And we just look to you in this season. We pledge to be prayerful, to be sensitive, uh, to walk out uh, that plan 
whatever it may be, wherever it may take us. Father, if it's your plan, we know it's the best thing that we could ever have. And we want that. And so we just so thank you that revelation will be given as I talk and as we get into the Word for a moment, uh, that our eyes will be opened, our hearts will be enlightened, and we'll all be blessed. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> well, many of us uh, know this scripture in Proverbs 29, uh, skipping down to verse number 18. I have my amplified translation open to that verse. And it says, where there is no vision or no redemptive revelation from God, the people perish. But he who keeps the law of God, which includes that of a man, uh, includes that of man, blessed, happy, fortunate, and enviable is he. Uh, a couple of other translations, the God's Word translation says, without prophetic vision, the people run wild. People run wild. But blessed are those who follow God's teachings. The message translation says, if the people cannot see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, they are most blessed. Every life, every family, every business, every church, amen, uh, needs a vision. The corporate world, the business world, they have caught on to this principle many years ago. Uh, especially in the 90s, it really became... Uh, really heavy and mainstream for businesses to take time and to seek out and to articulate a mission statement, right? Just another way to say a vision. And really they're tapping into one of God's great principles. Amen? Where, where there is no vision, people perish. Now the literal Hebrew will say things, uh, it'll, it'll, it, would, it would be most accurately thought of, I believe, in, in my study, that people cast off restraint. Where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. So one of the great blessings of having vision in your life is that it gives you something to be disciplined in and about. Amen? Uh, praise God. You know, many uh, people around this time of year, they're reflecting uh, and they're setting goals. I was at the gym today and I was finishing up a pretty strenuous workout and I, I just had this wonderful, I had this epiphany, Pastor, that goals don't meet themselves. I mean, we can have them, but no goal is met by itself. A goal takes effort, right? And if it were easy, you wouldn't need to set a goal. Nobody sets a goal to have weeds in their garden because that's just easy, right? <laughs> it's just easy to have a flower bed that's unkept and a yard that's not groomed and a closet that's not organized and a car that's dirty, amen? But to have a fit body, to have a renewed mind, right? To be in the will of God, to, to really go after the plan of God. Amen. To have things that are good and right and worthwhile in our life. To have those takes effort and discipline. But it's nobody likes, that I know, likes discipline for discipline's sake. We endure it. If you're smart, we embrace it. What is discipline? Making yourself do something you don't want to do repeatedly. <laughs> That's what discipline is. Why would anyone do that? Why would anyone make themselves do something they don't like, they don't enjoy, right? That is uncomfortable, that's inconvenient. Why would they do it? 
Well, because they see an outcome of that repeated action that they want. They see muscles instead of flab. They, they see you know, themselves in the dress that they can't get in. You know? they, they, see the, they see their uh, doctor's report being healthier. They see their marriage getting better. They see their debt going down and their savings going up. Right? It's painful in the moment to not buy that thing, to not spend that dollar and to stick it in a can over here. Not, you know. But we do these things if we're smart, if we're wise, because we have an outcome that we are reaching for. Now, doing this in the natural is, is good and right and, and wonderful. But there is a, God has a plan for each of our, li- of our lives. Amen? And, uh, you know, I, I reflect in the 19 years, we've just started our 19th year of pastoral work here. That's just weird to, to say that, but it's true. And um, that we could not have accomplished what we've accomplished as a church and overcome the things that we've had to overcome without the restraining force of a God-given vision. Right? To endure four plus years of Saturday night church. <laughs> you know... Uh, and uncomfortable things and giving sacrificially and facing impossible circumstances that were not comfortable. It's not just my wife and I and our family that endured that. It was all, all everyone who ran that race with us. Amen. But the only reason we were able to succeed in that and hold together as a group, as a, as a spiritual family, is because we kept in view this outcome. Right? Amen. And so, without a vision, people perish. Now, go with me over to Luke chapter 4. And so, I would strongly encourage you not to make up a vision for 2020 for yourself. You don't want to create a plan that you want to run and that you want to pursue. Because you'll short yourself out. You'll sell yourself short. Right? Because our God does exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask, think, dream. One translation says even imagine. Amen. And He made us and He formed us. He fashioned us. And He has already got a vision that He wants us to receive and embrace and in 2020 run with. Amen. Now, it's not just cliche, I hope you don't think it is, but in the body of Christ you will hear ministers, pastors, leaders in the body of Christ, prophets, that will stand up and reveal something that God has said to them about the next year coming up. And it's not, it's not, you know, it's not supposed to be just so that we can flash some cute phrase up on the screen or website or anything like that, Right? But it is something uh, God always will give the body of Christ uh, something to mix their faith with. Something that He wants to emphasize. It wouldn't be the only thing. God always wants to save souls. He always wants us to pray and fellowship with Him more, right? He wants us to study. He wants us to do all of the things that are outlined and prescribed for us. But oftentimes that in a church... Uh, in a for the whole body of Christ, maybe for the body of Christ in a nation, uh, even in you know break it down to your life. God will have something to say to you, 
And he wants that to be an emphasis of faith. And we have scriptural precedence for this. Uh, here in uh, Luke chapter 4, uh, verse number 18, and again I have my amplified, it says, The Spirit of the Lord Jesus stands up in His home uh, synagogue in Nazareth, and he, he gets the scroll of the prophet Isaiah, and he finds this passage that he's quoting from Isaiah 61. And he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has anointed me to preach the gospel. Uh, praise God. To preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to announce release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. To send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, broken down by calamity. Now notice, to proclaim the accepted and acceptable year. Not day, but year of the Lord. Amen? The day when salvation, and get this, I like this from the Amplified, the free favors of God profusely abound. <laughs> Don't you like that word profuse? And when you put that in God's capability, you know, if, if God with all His infinite resource is going to do anything profusely, and then add the word abound, we don't have the gray matter or the white matter to fully process that. Amen? Hallelujah. But what I wanted you to see here is that He will want that, what He wants to do, He wants it proclaimed. He wants that year labeled. Talking about the year of Jubilee, every 50th year uh, for, for the Hebrews, they would have the year of Jubilee. And in that 50th year, praise God, if you had a debt, it was canceled. If you had slaves, they were freed. If you lost debts, in a bit, if you lost lands or inheritances, they were restored back to you. Right? If one of your children was taken as an indentured servant to pay off a debt, they were restored back to you, praise God. And it was all year long, that year was known for that. Amen? And so no doubt you may have already heard leaders in the body of Christ saying some things. Amen. About what God is telling them about 2020. Amen. But I wanted to share with you a moment what is stirring, what's biggest in my heart. I have not heard God say in a time of prayer that 2020 is to be the year of what I'm about to tell you. But I can tell you as your pastor that for me, I'm going to make it a great point of emphasis in my life. Amen. And, uh, and that is entering into the blessing of the double. Amen. Some of you know, and you could turn back to Isaiah 61 if you like. Remember Jesus was quoting from this passage. He didn't read it all. There, I understand uh, I'm not obviously an Orthodox Jew. I'm a former Gentile and now I'm redeemed. But they would say that for a rabbi or a Jewish, any, any person, if they invoked any portion of a particular passage, that by implication they were, uh, they were putting their finger on the whole thing. So for instance, when Jesus said, uh, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? I believe that's out of Psalm 22. He just invoked one of the first verses out of that psalm, but really he's invoking the whole thing. And if you read the whole thing, Psalm 22, it all happened to him right there on the cross. Right? 
And so here in uh, Luke chapter 4, you're in Isaiah 61 now, he invokes a portion of this passage, but he didn't quote it all. But they would all know whether he quoted it all or not, if he invokes any portion of it, he's invoking the whole thing. Amen. And uh, praise God. And so uh, in this wonderful passage in Isaiah, if you haven't studied Isaiah 61, I encourage you uh, in the next days or whatever, take some time and meditate in some of these verses. Again, you can see uh, this Hebrew uh, tradition, Jesus invoked the first few verses back in Luke chapter 4. How does it open? Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord God has anointed me to preach good tidings, or the gospel, to the poor. Amen. And to the meek. And goes on and all of that. He goes on and quotes some of that. But see, he didn't quote it all, but he invoked it all. So we want to make sure we get all in our understanding of what he was invoking that day. To proclaim that as the Messiah, all of these things are available in me. Amen. Well, let's pick it up in verse number 4. And it says, and they shall build the old waste. They shall raise up the former desolations and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations and strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. Where are you, Miss Debbie? Wouldn't it be great if you had a servant who did all that farm work for you? That's what he's talking about here. He said, no longer will you have to go outside in the cold with your feed bucket, but that you'd be so blessed you could hire somebody to do it. That's what he's saying. And the sons of the aliens shall be your plowmen. In other words, you don't have to get out there and plow your own field. I'm going to bless you to the degree you can hire someone to do that for you. And your vine dressers. But you, verse 6, shall be named the priests of the Lord. In other words, instead of giving yourself to the sweat of your brow to get things done, what's he going to make out of you? Instead of doing that, be spiritual. See, if you weren't all wore out, praise God, doing chores, you could pray more. Hallelujah. You can make yourself more available to God in prayer and intercession and in spiritual things. Men or people shall call you the ministers of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles. Who are the Gentiles? The pagan nations. And in their glory, you shall boast yourselves. Now look at verse 7. For your shame, you shall have... Come on, everyone say double. double. Say it like you like it. Come on, say it like you want it. Come on. Instead of your shame, other translations, instead of your trouble, instead of your confusion, you shall have double. And for confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess, and it doesn't say double, it says they shall possess the double. I would put this before you. If you want to follow me like I follow Christ, I'm going to be mixing my faith to possess the double in 2020. What a good year to do it. 2020. That's double 20s. That's two 20s. Come on. It's the year of the double. Hallelujah. Notice it says that God, instead of all that trouble you went through in a previous season, He's going to give you, the Amplified says, a double recompense. A double recompense. Now, we have scriptural 
support for this kind of thing. Remember, Job went through a bit of a trial. He went through a whopper of a trial, didn't he? Right? He, he lost his children. He lost his wealth for a season. He lost his health. And some people want to magnify that and act like it, it lasted for a decade or longer. It didn't. It was, a, it was horrible. Wouldn't wish that upon anybody, right? But it was about, a, theologians tell us, it was about a nine-month, max 12-month period that he endured all these things. But if you go back and you read the last chapter of the book of Job, you will find that God blessed Job with twice what he lost. So you can read in the first chapter of Job that he, was the, he started that uh, scene, the richest man of his day, the richest man of the East. And it took time in that first chapter to tell you how many donkeys he had, how many camels he had, how many servants he had, how, many, how much wealth he had. Right? So that you would know in the end, he blessed him with twice, twice the health, right? More kids and twice the finances. So for his trouble, God blessed him with the double. Amen. Amen. Now earlier this year, some of you heard me tell this, that I, I don't know, I just believe the Lord stirred me up. But I got to thinking about the favor of God. And I just, I just realized evaluating my own life, I don't have enough of this going on in my daily life. The favor of God. You know, preferential treatment and rules and regulations being set aside to get done what I need to get done. Right, just, you know, you'd have to study that. So I decided early in 2019, I was going to get a greater revelation in my heart about the favor of God and what that was. So off and on, I, I don't know that I've even really preached on it, but off and on in my private time, my study, I've been um, studying and listening to sermons and meditating on the favor of God. And I've been seeing it more and more. And I'm going to see it more and more. Amen. But you know, in the body of Christ, God will raise up ministries and ministers and give them a special emphasis. Like with Dr. Jacobs, what's his thing? He's got a revelation of angels, right? And that's not because he's special. It's not because we don't have angels you know, in our life. But God's raised him up to emphasize that to the body of Christ so that we'll learn and not miss out. Brother Hagin, his emphasis was faith and healing. Faith and healing, right? Brother Copeland's has been covenant, blood covenant, faith, prosperity. Amen. People get mad, but that's just, that's hallelujah. You just get mad and go without. Amen. And, uh, but uh, when... Uh, when I decided I was going to get a greater revelation on the favor of God, uh, I knew someone in the body of Christ, not personally, I knew about someone in the body of Christ who had that emphasis. That was their emphasis. And it was Brother Jerry Seville. And uh, so I've been reading after his material. And um, Reverend Kamal, one of my spiritual sons, he's not here tonight, um, he, he, got, he got me the favor of Bible that Brother Jerry Seville's ministry put out for their 50th anniversary of his ministry. And then he got me two of these volumes. These are sermon notes from Jerry Seville. He got me this for Christmas, volume one and volume two, 52 sermons on the subject of prosperity in each volume. Now, Mom, you've given me a lot of precious material, so I might give you access to this, but no one else. 
maybe my wife. Praise God. But in the front of this book, in the front of this book, he introduces it and he tells pastors, feel free to preach right from these notes. I would have done it anyway. There's no patent on the Bible. But I got to lesson two. And lesson two in here is called entering into the blessing of the double. And so I've been meditating. It's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger in me. Amen. Skip down from, we read verse seven. Let's get down and read verse number nine. Y'all okay? All right. We're not going to stay real late tonight. Glory to God. But I wanted to stir you up with what I was stirred up about. In verse 9 it says, and their seed, this is talking about God's people, that we get in covenant with the Messiah. And Jesus, remember, He stood up and said, I am He. So we're connected to Him. And their seed, that means our children, shall be known among the Gentiles, that means among the pagan nations, and their offspring among the people. All that see them shall acknowledge them, that, the, uh, that they are the seed which the Lord has blessed. I wanted to just take a peek at that in the Amplified. Let me read it to you from the Amplified from these notes. It says in verse 9, Amplified, All who see them in their prosperity will recognize and acknowledge that they are the people whom the Lord has blessed. Can I share with you a couple of statements from Brother Seville? Now, remember, he's going to be here February 17th. That's the favor of God on us. So be here. Amen. And uh, praise God. But he said, God doesn't consider you prosperous until you've entered into the blessing of the double. Why? Because it's available. Now, see, I like people like Miss Carrie and uh, Brother Jacob because they're probably going to hear this and she's probably going to go home and start claiming double what you make, brother. So no pressure. Let God do it. But I just know a little bit about her. And you watch. They'll get it. What are you going to get? That's what I want to praise God. God doesn't consider you prosperous until you've entered into the blessing of the double. To fail to double is to violate your covenant right and privilege. You have a right to the double. He said, I will give them their portion. And he called their portion the double. In fact, he says, if you don't enter into the blessing of the double, God considers you to be an unprofitable servant. Now, when I read that, I was like, that's kind of hard. That's kind of hard for me. I had to sit there and kind of chew on that a minute. Really? If I don't double, I'm an unprofitable servant? Well, I mean, and then he, you don't have to go there, but you might want to read this later. Matthew 25, verse 14 through 30, Jesus gives the parable of the talents. And in the parable of the talents, He hands out finances or financial resource, right, to three men. To one He gave five talents. To another He gave two talents. I'll pick on faith. And then to another... Cheryl said she'd take it. Jesus, the man, gave a single talent, Right? So you didn't want it, I told you, but you took it. <laughs> well, he, in the parable, the, the man goes on a long journey and then comes back for accounting time. 
And he comes back and the man that had been given five talents stepped up and said, here is not only your five, but five more. What is that? That's double. And what did Jesus say? That's too much. How dare you? No, he said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. Enter into now the joy of the Lord. And he said, now I'm going to make you... I'm going to make you a leader over cities now. See, to get into an ultimate, we need to just, praise God, get over ourselves, get in line with the Bible's way, God's way of thinking, like Brett was talking about, right? And stop limiting God because allowing Him to just increase us and bless us and us be good stewards of that. That qualifies us for something greater that God would have us to have responsibility over. Not just money, but I'm talking about the true riches like the anointing and spiritual gifts and wisdom and revelation. Right? Then he went down the line and he said uh, to the person that had two talents. And they came forward and he said, well, here's your two talents and two more. So what is that? The double. They doubled it. What did he say? Well done. Well done, my good and faithful Servant, right? you've been faithful over a few, same thing. Oh, but then he came to the one that he gave one talent. And what did that person do? Not Miss Cheryl. What did that one person do? They took their talent and they buried it in the sand. And then he took it and brought it back and said, I know you're mean and hard and ruthless businessman and I was scared I might lose it, so I just hid it. Here it is. And what did... The master say to him, wicked and slothful and unprofitable servant. Right? Now I like this. Here's what Brother Jerry Seville has in his notes on this. Wicked means willfully disobedient. Willfully disobedient. Slothful means to be negligent uh, to apply the required kingdom principles of increase. In other words, people know the kingdom principles of increase, but they were too lazy to put them into practice. And Jesus called them slothful. And unprofitable means of no useful purpose. Friends, we've got to realize that uh, God wants to increase us and bless us so that we can do more for God's kingdom. You know, with some of the resources we've been put in, we're not going to have to come to you and ask you to give a special offering so that we could put this minister in a hotel or to play for his flight because God's blessed us and the money's already in the account. We get on the other side, of, we're going to start, we're going to fix up this sanctuary. With, we're going to complete the carpet and put a finished trim up here and maybe change out the seat cushions, right? And that's going to cost money. But a good chunk of that money is already in the account. Right? See, if we'll let God bless us, we can do more. Amen. Hallelujah. And we can bring in ministers that are going to equip us and speak things to us and impart things to us. Amen. That we need, that we'll carry. That's one of the reasons why I had it on my heart because... He's, he's still a young man. He's, what, 73? Uh, but, you know, the devil tried to take him out last year. 
I was just listening to him today. And he said, you know, I not only had a heart attack, major bypass, but I had a full-on stroke. And the doctors told my wife, you're going to have to care for him the rest of his life as an invalid. You're going to have to feed him. You're going to have to dress him. And he's out preaching. Completely healed, completely restored. But see, while we have this man of God who carries this revelation, we want to have him. And thank God because we're blessed, we've got the resources to do it. Amen? Amen. Praise God. I like this. I'm just going to read a few things to you and try to wind this up. He says, get rid of your conservative thinking. You're not helping God by being conservative. Start believing to double in everything you do. I'm about talking about 2020, what I'm stirred up about. Every major category in my life, I'm believing for God to double it. Amen. How come? Because it's in the Word. It's available. Somebody's got to double. Why not? Amen. So from the spiritual fruit of my life, the fruit of our ministry, amen. How about double health? Double mental clarity? How about doubling up your prayer time? Double up your word time? Right? How about twice as many answers to prayer in 2020 as 2019? How about winning twice as many souls? Now some of you, you won zero souls, so don't double that. Get one. Amen? Praise God. But I'm just telling you, for me, glory to God. God may add something to it. I'm sure He will. But for me, glory to God, 2020 is going to be the year of the double. Hallelujah. Amen. Double my income. Yeah. How about, how about doubling the anointing? Now, is that scriptural? Uh, yes, it is. We don't have time to go over to 2 Kings chapter 2. But the prophet Elijah, he carried a, a wonderful anointing on his life as a prophet. And there were creative miracles. There were financial miracles. There were healing miracles. There were miracles of divine protection. Miracles of fire coming down and divine judgment happening. And Elisha said at the end of his life, right before he was caught his way, he said, what do you want? What would you have me to give you? He said, he didn't say, I want twice your money. He was smart. He said, I want a double portion of the anointing on your life as a prophet. And God said, well, you've asked a hard thing, but if you see me when I go, it's yours. And he saw him when he left. Amen. And he did history and the Bible records exactly twice as many miracles. Amen. Come on, so there is a double blessing in the Spirit. But can you see how God, even God, He measures blessing? He measures blessing. Give and it will be given unto you. Good measure. He measures the anointing that's on people's lives. Well, if if you have a certain measure, you could have a greater measure. Do you know that their faith is measured? Because at salvation, Romans 12, around verse 3, says that God has given to every man, every believer, the measure of faith. But see, then you can take that measure and develop that and increase that. And you should. So how about believing God to help you double your measure of faith? 
Come on, that's going to impact your family, your children. Right, if you had twice the faith. In other words, that means God can now put on you, Miss Kathy, twice the mountain, twice the project. Because God wants to get big things done, but you've got to have somebody to believe Him to do it. How are we going to raise the dead when we, you know, are stumbling in our faith over a backache? We need to develop our faith and increase our faith by feeding it, by practicing it. Are you with me tonight? Praise God. The year of the double. Stop limiting God. God does not care what it costs for us to get the gospel out. He can afford it. Don't you like that? He can afford it. It is time for us to stretch, to enlarge, and to spare not. The word spare, he says, means to get along without or to give up the use of. Well, I'm not willing to give up and to go without what God has ordained for me to have. We've gotten along without long enough. Stop being satisfied with where you are. Right? Stop being, I'm not talking about coveting. He's not either. Not talking about being envious. Not not talking about getting into shady things, cutting corners to try to increase. No, this is going to be something God does. It's going to be something God does in your life. Something that He's going to get the glory for. I'll go ahead and tell you, He said that God spoke to him back in September that 2020 would be the year of such supernatural increase, increase you've never seen before. Well, I'm taking that. Praise God. That means, and it's already begun around here, but think about that increase that you've never seen before. I like this. He says, stop saying the church is big enough. Stop saying the ministry is big enough. Let's just keep it like it is. That is not the mind of Christ. Jesus will never be satisfied until we have touched the entire world with the gospel. Whatever you're doing right now, believe to double. And the next year, believe to double again. God can handle it. If you can think it, then God can go above and beyond it. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, some of you are not on board with that, praise God, but I am. Hallelujah. Why don't we stand up tonight? Praise God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Let's just have a moment of prayer here before we leave tonight. Glory to God. Father, glory to God. God, it must.